Margie, put Aiden's dad down for 250, please. I just feel like he's going to use that 250 to buy Kanye West's new album, Ooh. The Don Day 2. It's got to be put to better use than that. I'm surprised they don't give you like a 250 credit for downloading that. This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, and with me as always, Will Brinton, and uh, we're here to talk about mostly RC stuff. There's um, there was a big race this weekend called the Dirt Nitro Challenge, mm-hmm. and uh, I watched both mains. I watched the Truggy main and the Pro Buggy main. I fell asleep during the Pro Buggy main. Did you? I, you probably and I, I fell asleep during the truck main too. Yeah, I probably should have fell asleep with the buggy main because there wasn't really that much going on yeah i want to talk about a little bit of that and then then move on to the uh, carpet crash in five 126 entries i think that's the biggest one we had yet and uh it was a good day it was uh fast and uh fun the layout was great layout was very um probably my favorite carpet layout in a long time actually yeah yeah and then we'll get to the comments so the rules are if uh you want us to answer a question uh, right away, you got to drop a super chat. Otherwise, we'll just ignore it until the very end. And then we'll see where we're at. So, Jackson just said Alex found another way to TQ and lose. And it's true. I did. <laughs> hey, pass me a kickstart. More kickstarts, courtesy of Nick Nuthouse and uh, Travis Clancy. They're keeping you all juiced up. They are, dude. I got a stash at work. I have a stash at home. And uh, I should I should leave a stash here just, just because. In case I forget or if I'm running late like today. I was running late today. I cleaned my truck inside and out. Yeah. It needed it on the inside. That's good. I I was never raised by a very good housekeeper. so And I kind of live out of my truck in many ways. And I use my truck for a lot of stuff, so it's it was pretty gross, to be honest with you. So, yeah, yeah. it usually is. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's now it's uh, now it's okay again. It actually smells good. So I Ooh. noticed that as I was driving here, I'm like, wow, my truck smells good today. I need to get a air freshener for it still, though. Yeah, but yeah, dude, I uh, vacuumed it and I I took a I took a toothbrush, a crappy toothbrush. That I had in my toolbox and I just, I like literally toothbrushed in between all the little crevices and wiped it all down and now it's all clean. So I was pretty happy. Mm-hmm. So, and I got to try to take care of it again. But that took a while. So I was kind of late. I was running late. Nitro challenge, man. Let's just talk about it. Um, you called it. Second, second year in a row. Yeah. <laughs> both, both nitro classes it's not that i'm rooting against ryan mayfield in any way i just there's other there's other drivers that i would like to see win one of these or even be in the a main at that, that one weren't was, in the a main i couldn't believe the drivers that were in lower mains the carpet crashing got over when did i get home i got home at like 9 30 i think something like that and then, so I, I, I was, I had it on my phone 
on on Facebook Live, and then I watched the Truggy Main on TV. I was watching the replay of uh, Supercross, and then when I saw on the phone that uh, mm-hmm. the Truggy Main was up, I flipped it over and uh, pretty much watched that thing from start to finish. Both days, I was pretty pretty happy with myself. I was going to try to do a watch party Sunday, but I got home so late from the uh, Christmas dinner that we had with the with the previous owner that I just didn't I didn't feel like it to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean truck. I I I kind of thought kind of thought Jared was going to get that one. You know, at the start, his truck looked great. I never rewatched it because I fell asleep. Like before, I think I fell asleep during the B mains. I woke I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning in the chair, and I like get up and I'm like, oh, I guess it's over. And it was like it, it was like going it was like showing or YouTube like just went on to the next like carpet racing video or something. You wake up like six <laughs> hours later and it's, yeah. it's showing like some 2005 video from somewhere. I tried to stay up though. I really did. The Europeans were there running truggy. Ron Folk broke out, broke out right away. Yeah, he was running a TLR truck. Really? Because Mayako doesn't make one. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Thomas Tran was talking about how they're just good friends and he like TLR just lent him a truck. So nice. That's pretty cool. Like no deal, no expectations. Yeah. Like, there's a truck. When I went to the Nitro Challenge, uh, there was a whole group of us. Chris Catlett, Matt Wilcox, Jason Proto, Randy Romanek. Jeez. There, there, I think there was a couple more, and I can't remember their names now. But I borrowed Chris's ready-to-run Losi Truggy. Mm-hmm. And I was on a top 15, the last qualifier. It was doing awesome. I couldn't believe how well this truck was doing. And mm-hmm. the plastic servo horn that was on the truck that I didn't know was plastic uh-huh. stripped with like two laps to go. Uh-huh. And then I found out it was a plastic servo horn. And I like almost lost my mind. Really? Yeah. I was, would, would, would that have made the main at that one? No, but I would have been in the B, maybe even the C out of a lot of trucks. I was pretty, I was stoked. Like with as little track time as we got, like the truck, I, I felt like my best chance to do good at that one. And then I made the A and E buggy, so it didn't matter. But um, I thought my best chance to do good in the, in the nitro classes was with Truggy after practice. I was like, man, this truck, you don't have to do anything. This thing works great. Yeah. And then that happened. That really, that really bummed me out. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of fun. You can go there and I didn't expect it to run. And that's what I did. And it looks like, you know, Ron kind of, Got that, got that uh, borrowed up, but unfortunately, I saw what happened. That front section was so hard. Yeah, it was just like full, full noodle with no grip. Like <laughs> that was the make or break of the whole track layout. I thought it was that back triply rhythm section with the run up. Maybe that was like later after it blew out really bad. Mm. But to me, it seemed like that was the hardest section of the track. Oh. Um, I don't know. Just as many times as I saw the pro drivers miss because they had to go even in truck. They had to go really high on the berm, use it just like a supercross berm, gun it, and then just launch as far as they could and hope they made it into the bowl to make the next jump. Yeah. And everybody was missing. They were all going off to the right. Oh yeah. Okay. That section. I thought you were talking about difficult. 
Yeah, that was really hard. It looked really hard. And what's crazy about these races is how they, uh, the track gets so blown out that they're, they're all searching for clean lines. And so they're getting, I love how they get like this far from the pipe, like inches from the pipe on, yeah. on some straight sections. Like they, they search and they search and they finally find a section that's not all rutted up. And then they go really wide on a lot of these corners just to stay, you know, keep the speed up basically and not risk getting the track monstered. Yeah. It's really cool to watch. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, I, th- I saw Tessman at the end of the buggy run. Um, he, he found a line from the front jumps coming around. He found a line on the inside where he could almost jump the drop off. Mm-hmm. And it was really neat to watch him uh, work his way back up too. But so here we are with pro truck main and you have Ryan, Ty and Jared. And I mean, how many times has that happened now? Yeah. I mean, it's going on what? 20 years. Didn't we talk about this last year? How is this the same? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Ryan, Jared, and Ty. Yeah, of course it is. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? So, I don't know. But, dude, it's crazy. When if when Ryan gets in the lead, that's it. Yeah, it's that, just game over. I was texting back and forth with Ashley McCormick last night while we were watching the race. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you think? He's like, Joe's, Joe's doing really good. He's leading. He's got a chance. And then like two minutes later, Ryan was in the lead. And I texted him back. I'm like, yeah, it's it's pretty much over now. And that was like still 30 minutes to go. Yeah, he won by like a lap, didn't he? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think I think he for sure got the extra lap at the end. We'll we'll look here in a minute. Um Yeah, he got the extra lap, so it didn't really matter. Um, so yeah, with Pro Buggy, once again, you called it Ryan Mayfield. I man, if this isn't his year for worlds, dude. Now that they're actually going to have it, hopefully. Yeah, I hope he wins. That'd be cool. You know what would really suck? Not to get all dark and stuff, but I think the COVID stuff's probably like not going to keep these things from happening anymore. Like it, it, these European European races can happen and stuff. But man, what if what's going on over there spreads and shuts down? What do you mean, like World War III? Uh, maybe not World War III, but at least a regional continental European war of some, of some sort. Yeah. I mean, it's in Italy, correct? I don't know. I can't remember. I thought it was in Italy. That stuff happens so fast, like I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. No, not the wars in Italy, but the the worlds. Isn't the race going to be in Italy? Uh, Spain, I thought. Is it Spain? Okay. I thought so. Yeah. Still, I mean, wouldn't that suck? Like you're got all this momentum in your life and everything's been going you, you've been your program's finally at a point where you're consistently just dominating these races and then all and then the we haven't been able to have a world hcl worlds for two years there's finally one plan and then something stupid like like ignoramus comes and yeah you know <laughs> mm-hmm. right just, ugh. i hope not i don't think that'll happen but that would really suck um, anyways, uh, born horse with a TQ in second, got to hand it to the dude, man. That dude can drive when he was here for the, for the Nats in 18 for the e-buggy Nats. Yeah. I mean, he should have won e- e-truggy that year for sure. He just, just won one or two little, little bobbles, let Ryan yeah. take it, but he, he works on his stuff really hard. Like he, like the entire time he was there, like 
everybody else was leaving to go to dinner and stuff. And he was always at his table working on his stuff. Yeah. You think that S works car is legit then? I don't know. I think it's all about the driver on that level. And it, honestly, like, yeah, I, it's hard to say like that. I, I mean, obviously it's working, you know, second at the nitro challenge. That's pretty good. It's like the equivalent of a world. So, I mean, that's pretty, pretty awesome. But, um, I honestly, I've, I've never even looked at that car. I haven't. Is, has anybody ran one at the techno series yet? Didn't tell you. Yes. I, Yes, there, there is, and I don't remember his name all of a sudden because it's a podcast night, so why would I remember names? But I have seen one. Yeah. No, I, yeah. You, you dump all the names as soon as we go live. I like do. That's just policy. It's we terrible. both do. And, and then finally, you know, uh, it was a really good race to watch Mason almost, almost get up there and get third. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, dude, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. But, you know... That that group right there with Ty Dakota Ron, uh, David Ronafolk, Tebow, Jared Tebow and Mason Fuller, I like. It could have been any one of them in that third spot, but yeah. Tessman getting the bump and then running all the way up to third and almost getting lapped like ten minutes in, that was phenomenal. Yeah, that was I mean, pretty awesome. It was amazing, and his his dude his line choices and stuff were really good. Like I said. The towards the end of that race, um, when him and Ronald Falk were together and they were they were they were the camera was keeping track of it, there was one thing that he was doing that nobody else was doing. It was he was hugging the inside after those those that deep bowl, not the, the bowl, but the 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 finish line where you drop in and then you jump out and then you jump up to this top there and you turn. Everybody else was going wide and hugging the pipe, but he started going on the inside and he found a spot where he could he could almost make a double out of that drop off. And he was making up a lot of time there. A lot of time. Mm-hmm. Actually. Yeah. Um, pretty happy for Dakota. Um, cause dude, like, uh, again, 11th to fourth. And then, you know, Dakota has his struggles sometimes just with his equipment, just staying in one piece. It seems like, mm-hmm. so I was, I was really happy to see that. Um, didn't last year he get second though at this race. I couldn't tell you. I thought he got second. Oh well. I I think so, but I mean he he could have. I I wouldn't doubt it. If somebody told me that that was a fact, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. And then uh, of course David Ronafalk and watching David, watching Mason and David Ronafalk race is just so satisfying. Seeing Mason go from when you you were taller than him to uh, to where he is now, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So. And congrats to everybody else that made the A, of course. Um, I'm not going to go through everybody, but um, I mean, I, our two guys did really good. I call them our two guys. It's just Jared Tebow and Mason Fuller. So I was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it goes to show like how good the local talent we have here is. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, Tyler Hooks was like, because um, they were when they were racing together, he's like, these two race each other couple times a, um, or uh, once every month for for six months of the techno series so we got a techno series plug so i was pretty happy nice <laughs> so what'd you think of the track it looked cool like it, it i would i would have liked to have driven on it um it looked like it got really difficult later on but you know it just kind of goes to show like it doesn't matter like practice like yeah you know you're pretty much just learning where all the jumps are yeah, but the the track is going to develop its own 
its own obstacles. You its know? own character. Yeah. Why does everybody hate that word so much when I don't they know. talk about a track? It's true. It, it has character. The character it gets character. Yeah, I, like like you you mentioned that, and it's like you just said something like offensive. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. What what other word would there be for it mm-hmm. that a track could develop? You know, I don't know. So I don't know. Whatever. It was definitely Joey track. I mean, you can always mm-hmm. tell when that guy builds a track. No matter where it is, if it gets hard to do one, you know, in Texas or in, or in South Dakota, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's a style, just a certain style to everything. No real step up this year. You notice that there was no Joey, Joey Staples. There was no step up and there was no crossover. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah. I guess like, if, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there really wasn't. Huh. You could kind of call that front one a step up, but it was, it was more of a, just a, yeah, kind I suppose. Yeah, I like the finish line thing. Yeah, the one that guy like that got bonked his head. <laughs> and fell, and fell down. Oh. <laughs> and then, did you see? Uh, were you aware of what they were doing before the start of the Pro Buggy Main? Oh, I I saw it like on Live RC. Like, yeah. were you talking about the the track maintenance? Yeah. But I think I think I think I understand what was going on though because at first I was like, oh, are they over there like filling in holes? Like they shouldn't be doing that. But I think I saw what happened, and they were trying to pull dirt away from the pipe so that yeah. the pipe could do its job mm-hmm. and hold cars in place. Yeah, because that section had got all that dirt had gotten pushed pushed up mm-hmm. and had basically made um, uh, a jump. The pipe, was, right. the pipe was gone. So if a car, so these guys needed to basically hug the pipe. Well, if the pipe isn't, if you can't see the pipe, then you can't do what you want to do, which is, which is hug that as much as you can mm-hmm. to line up for that jump. So I, I think that's all they were doing. I don't think they were actually like trying to change the surface in any way. Yeah. I, I saw I, him, I saw him taking he, the tamper and he wasn't even using it as a tamper. He was using it as a, he was pulling down dirt away from the pipe. So, yeah. Well, like the way I kind of look at it, even if they were like trying to make the track better. Yeah. It's like, that's Joey's job. It's well, yeah. But I mean, it's like, it's the last race. Everybody's racing on the same track. It's not like you're doing it in the middle of a qualifier no, or I something. Know. That, that's my opinion. I don't yeah. know. I had, I have, I had thoughts on that and it was basically a, I, it's not for, it's not for any of the racers to do. If they, if they see the problem, they should notify in right. this case, Joey or his crew. Mm-hmm. And then B, um, I don't have a problem with repairing like faces of jumps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If, if the time is right, like you do right. that, you know, you do that, if you can, you if if it impedes the racing at, in any way, I don't I don't think that's a big deal. But it should be done again by the track crew, not by the racers themselves, mm-hmm. or the or the mechanic, you know, or the crew. Mm-hmm. So, but I I don't really think it was that big of a deal. It's kind of funny to watch them all argue though on while they were being filmed. Yeah, I was hoping that some. I was like, "Oh man, I wish I was there. I'm missing it." You know, <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. As far as the race itself, I think after, I think once Ryan got in the lead, it was kind of boring after that. 
until the 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 very end when you had when you had either Dakota Mason David um Ty and Jared any one of those guys could have been in the podium so then then it got kind of exciting again right there at the end mhm but sometimes they go that way yeah you can't have you know nose to tail action the whole time at a race like that when the race is 45 minutes right yeah i mean as cool as that would be i mean that rarely ever happens the winner is all right well now let's move on to our stuff okay are you racing this weekend at all uh i was planning on it saturday yeah good okay um i probably won't oh really because we're having that big sale Mm -hmm. and i kind of feel like i need to be upstairs sure to make sure all that stuff's done right to make sure I don't know. I just feel like I need to be upstairs. So uh, Logan's going to run a race this for us on Saturday. Okay. On Friday and Saturday. So, but if I, if I, if we're still racing and the mod a main is going to be up, I'll probably, I'll probably jump in there at the end. Start last. Try not to take it too seriously. Yeah. Would be fun to beat you guys again though. Mm hmm. <laughs> All right, so 126 entries, carpet crash in five, most we've ever had, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, that's pretty cool. So last last year we had 111, and I was like, all right, let's try to beat that. And then we had um, we had enough uh, we had enough to fill that Friday night before seating, and then we added another 10 or so, 15 on Saturday morning. Not as many as I thought. So I opened up the uh, practice to everyone a little earlier. Because there was only like six people that weren't there on Friday. So um, we had practice for those guys from, supposed to be from 7 to 8.30, but I, I made it like 8 o'clock. I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. We had an E-Main in Expert Buggy. I thought yeah. that was really good. So biggest class of the weekend, I think it was 30-something cars, if I'm not mistaken. Plexpec was first. And uh, you had uh, Braden Koob taking the TQ and win the first time I've met Braden. To be honest with you, I have no idea where they're from. I didn't get a chance to talk to him that much. So if somebody in the chat can tell me who uh, where Braden's from, let me know. They said they were new, so um, he drove pretty good. Um, Ryan Nemec was your first round. He was TQ after the first round, and then and then Braden got it in the second round, qualified third actually, and ended up finishing second. Uh, Carson Sanders uh, was great. Uh, got third. He was uh, very patient because there was 10 cars. I didn't feel like splitting it up. I just threw them all in the main together with 10 cars. So it was pretty busy. I felt kind of bad for the independent marshals, but not really. And then uh, Sawyer Haley got a really good finish in uh, fourth. Kevin Blowers, uh, which I believe is like his first time on our carpet. Race uh, got fifth. Nick Chestnut. Was sixth, uh, Drake Raymeyer, who is, um, I guess, uh, Jana Peevler's boyfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, was seventh. So he was out there with one of Peevler's cars. Oh, cool. Or maybe just friend. I don't know. Um, Julia. And I asked, I, I was trying to get a pronouncement of the last name as I was announcing names off, and she kept nodding her head no. So I have no idea how to pronounce this last name. <laughs> it's N A Z E. And I was like, nays? And she's like, mm-mm. And I'm like, naze? And she's like, mm-mm. 
I give up. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Nazy? Maybe? I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Jamison Conrad was ninth. Emily Bagley was 10th. So, uh, good job for those guys. Top three got some pretty awesome plaques. I gave away some tires and stuff, too, that uh, David Peebler had, had dropped off that he's not going to use anymore. Oh, that's cool. Every once in a while, it's pretty fun. We had stadium trucks, man. We had eight of them. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yep. Drew Rubin King came and uh, uh, put the smack down on everybody. Um, Dan Gangler uh, showed up out of nowhere to race truck, finished second. And then uh, Farmer Phil. Phil Knoll or Knoll. Yeah. Uh, was third. And then Tyler Fleming, Easton Mosier, TJ Williams, Sam White, and Steve Wall. And uh, if you're interested, Farmer Phil 22 is uh, Phil's YouTube channel. You can go back and watch years and years and years of races. And he's never monetized his channel. So there's no hardly any commercials. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's got the uh, 2004 stock nets on there. And uh, so I go back and watch that every once in a while and wish that I uh, had driven just a little bit better to take the win instead of second place. It's tough. There's some old ones too from, uh, he had a track basically behind his house in Grimes, Iowa, big outdoor yeah. track. And there's some, there's some classic Mac versus Alex battles that you can, you can watch on there. It's pretty sick. Uh, expert stocks. So this was the biggest class of the weekend. And, uh, Brian Lutz came, got a TQ and a win. Um, he's really, he's really, really good at carpet. Um, Cole Hendrickson. His second week on carpet and, uh, until next year, cause we're done. Um, he, uh, he got second dude qualified third yeah. and finished second. He's kind of looking like the old Cole. It's just like yeah. riding a bike too. He just, he just kind of crept up there all day. He was kind of, he was kind of in the bottom of the A and then middle of the A and then qualified third. And then, and then you could kind of see that eye of the tiger come out a little bit, uh, during the race. That's cool. So, and then another one, uh, Brandon Wynn and Cameron Martin kind of showed up uh, out of the blue again. And Brandon, on his birthday, ended up uh, getting the bump and then taking third. Oh, wow. That's so he, cool. he drove a really good, um, solid, clean race. And he finished five-tenths of a second in front of Mike Sanders. Um, so Mike went from second to fourth, but... Uh, that's okay, because Mike did better later. Yeah. Um, Schweisberger was there the uh, second week in a row. Um, got fifth. Chad Rubenking um, was sixth. Dayton Mosier was seventh. And Daniel Bender got the bump with a 21.5 in his car. And uh, and then finished eighth, because, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's outgunned, but it, basically you make the A main in this, in, in this large of a field. These guys ahead of you do have 17.5 motors in their car, and it really showed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see it on the straightaway. So, but still, props for that. He drove an awesome B main. So, he did really good. And then uh, mod two wheel drive. Um, there was nine of them. So, I didn't split it up. I I, I could have split it six and three, but I thought that that'd be kind of a douchey thing to do to those three. Because I mean, what's what's one more really? You know, for the main. So we put them all in there. And uh, Ethan Dallaire got the win. I will say that Drew Rubin King had something for Ethan. And just 
just got a little bit of crappy luck, but he kind of kind of wasn't exactly patient either. The one that the one that really ended the race basically was Drew was right up on Ethan and he pretty much jumped into the back of Ethan's car and crashed and then he was caught up in traffic after that. So, you know, it it's one of those things where probably Drew could have won this race, but just just a couple different circumstances would have, you know, would have gone his way, but instead Ethan just did what Ethan does and uh he was out in front. Uh so Drew Ribbon King got second and then Mason Herrick coming up from Hutch and I don't think they've ever raced on carpet before. I'm almost positive that they haven't. So Mason Mason was fast everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um you know he just picked up an associated in J Concepts ride for 22 so mm-hmm. pretty cool to see that. Yeah. And then another one Riley Filbert. He got he uh qualified 8th and uh just uh worked his way up to 4th. You know, track position really killed him. He's he's got the speed. It just when you start eighth and you got Riley and Drew and those guys in front of you, you know, if you don't get up there right away, it's gonna be pretty tough. Mitchell Pavel was actually looking pretty good too. Um, ended up fifth. Brian Burnt was seventh. Caden Bairding qualified second and dropped back to seventh. He he had a rough go of it. His car was he was driving his car hard. And uh, you know. Just in the way it goes. Same thing with Dayton Mosier. His car was really good and just, um, I think they broke it, if I remember correctly. And then Tyler Canine, he broke on lap five. So he had three cars out towards the end. 13.5 four-wheel drive was really good again. Uh, Brian Lutz last year, um, if I remember correctly, he TQ'd and then just got walloped a whole bunch of times um, by the track and by other cars. So I'm, so I'm, this is kind of redemption for him. Uh, TQ and win. John Kinzer got the bump and finished second. And uh, he was fast all day. He just had some really weird things like his car was shutting down and all that sort of thing. So they got that figured out. And then John Bairdine also got a solid finish um, in third. Mike Sanders was fourth. Chad Rubin King, John Johnson, Jacob Schweisberger, and David Peeler was eighth. And then mod four-wheel drive. We actually had some mod four-wheel drives. And uh, eight of them, actually, seven of them. Sorry, seven of them. There was quite a bit of a skill level difference, though. That made it exciting. <laughs> this is the word I'm yeah. just going to say. Because <laughs> Caden and Ethan would come up on these guys so fast, and it was probably annoying at one point. You know? You're just like, dude, I just let this guy around like three laps ago. Yeah. And they're already up on you again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. But Caden Bairding got some redemption from the buggy main. He 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 beat Ethan straight up. This was a straight up deal. Caden was probably the faster of the two all day. It's just more crashes for Caden, less crashes for Ethan. So Ethan got the TQ, but Caden was uh Caden was the kiddo. He did really good. So he even got it by an extra lap. Um so Ethan got, still got second. Mitchell Pavel was third. Um I believe Ethan also broke. So he was driving a three-wheel drive car for half that race. Oh, really? Did yeah. he break, break like a shaft or an outdrive? Uh, uh, front, the front axle where the CDA hmm. meets it. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. 
Um, so basically, in, on the podium, he's his front wheel would his front left wheel would spin. That's funny. Uh, Phil finished fourth. Matt Ryder was fifth. Adam uh, Pesh was sixth. Brett Johns was seventh. And then, the okay, well here we go. Uh, so forty plus mod. So I decided to race. I wasn't going to race this race, but then Emerson's car that I got him for Christmas is one of those low C race rollers, and it comes with a gear diff in it. No. And I thought I haven't I haven't put a ball diff in it yet. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm just gonna get this. I'm gonna put wheels in this car and see what happens. And if it if it drives good Friday, then I'll I'll stick with it. Mm-hmm. I put that thing on the track. Literally no setup changes other than ride height. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Should have had this car the whole time. Yeah. Like all season long. Probably would have done a lot better than I did this year on carpet. Because I could drive this thing hard at the end of the straightaway and it wouldn't flip over. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was I was pretty happy with it. So um it had a seven five in it because that's what Emerson's gonna run on the dirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just left it in there and and went for it. But went upstairs. I bought some tires and and just went at it. And uh, <sighs> I got the TQ on the last round. So I was qualified second after one, qualified second after two, and then the third round. Um, David Peevler was fastest forty plus guy out there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were sections where. I felt like I could go faster. He he's blown me away on this infield that we made, but there was other parts where I'm like, all right, I'm being too cautious here. So in the last qualifier, I was on the gas a little bit harder and the car wasn't doing anything crazy. And so my lap times were there again and I just stuck with it. David had one crash and that's what let me get the TQ. So it was really close in the main. Um, I had a pretty comfortable lead and um, I crashed about half halfway through the race on my own, just minding my own business, and I crashed, got marshaled. I saw David coming, and so I gunned it. And um, maybe I shouldn't have done that. On retro, I watched the video a few times, and in retrospect, if I would have just let David go in front of me and tucked in behind him, maybe things would be different. But I I thought there was enough time and enough room for me to gun it and get in front of him. And, um, when David came around the corner, basically got into me and I was on my lid again. So David's gone. And I'm like, well, that sucks, you know? And then, and then I had Brian burnt there and that was letting the guys behind him, like Mike Sanders and John Johnson, they were, they, you know, they were still close to us. And then David let us go. Cause I think he, he thought that maybe that was his fault. And I feel bad because it really wasn't. I feel like if he would have just gone, he probably would have, he should have won this race, but he didn't because of that. And so then I was behind Brian and, uh, I, I got a cool pass on him and then we got together and then David crashed in the same spot and he could like cut the track kind of not cut the track, but he ended up marshaled on the wrong, you know, the marshal put him on the wrong side of the pipe. Mm-hmm. And instead of going, he just sort of sat there for a little bit because he didn't want to. He didn't want to cut the track, and so, mm-hmm. so he was waiting for us to get marshaled. Well, then we got marshaled. Well, then here comes Mike, and uh, he gets the lead, and it's like a minute left to go, and he's like, "Am I leading?" And we're all like, "Yeah, you're leading." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was running a stock buggy, 
he was running his expert stock car. And so, so then it's like you had to go back to it. So, so I was in second behind him and I was doing my best to not run into him. And I didn't, but I made another little bobble and that let, um, Brian and, and get around me again. And then at the end of the race, I saw David was there behind me and I'm like, well, I'm not going to get third the way that I'm getting third right now. Like David should have just went the whole time. And so I pulled over and, and had David go in front of me to get third. So that's the whole last, maybe two minutes of that race was just a cluster to be honest with you. And then yeah. I feel really bad. So I want to talk about this too. I want to bring this up. I, I kind of felt like I sort of reverted back to like 2003 Alex because I felt like I got taken out at one point. And so then I kind of mouthed off a little bit and then I feel bad because if I wouldn't have crashed in the first place, none of that would have happened. It was all my, it's, it's all on me. Yeah. So I hope that I didn't put any sort of weird vibe or damper on this race, on the crashing, because it was a very successful time. Everybody seemed to have a good time. People were thanking us again, which is great. And I thank you guys for coming. So hopefully, hopefully I didn't make it too weird. You know, Brian and I, we, we, we put the track away at night afterwards. So it's not like we're like, that guy sucks. And I, I hate that guy for life or anything like that. Yeah. So, so if, all of you guys that are at the race, if you're out there, just know I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I, I almost, I almost uncorked it. <laughs> like like full send car chuck sort of uncorked but i didn't i held it in and i was i was really good you would have been proud of me i still mouthed off but at least i didn't do anything too crazy i just don't like to lose <laughs> just, especially when i yeah. know I'm, i like this has happened too many times like i look back at my whole career and this is how it is like i'm fast i should have won a bunch of races but i don't i find really new and innovative ways to lose races, no matter what they are. <laughs> so in this case, I just crashed and then it all went downhill from here. At least it wasn't like a battery dump or, you know, right. Having the wrong, um, uh, having the wrong model on your controller, you know, dumb stuff like that. So, so Mike Sanders, man. So Mike Sanders got the win. Um, he earned it. He just, he just put his, he just drove a clean race. That was all there really was to it. You know, um, Brian Burnt, uh, second, David Peebler, third, I got fourth, uh, John Johnson was fifth, John Berrien, sixth, Brandon Wynn, um, was seventh, and then Cam Martin qualified, but didn't, didn't, uh, didn't run the main. Cam, Cam's car hadn't been touched in two years. He, he literally pulled it out of his garage and then he saw, um, I looked at his car. He had rusted screws on his car. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. And he actually did, I mean, he did good in expert stock and he did good in 40 plus. So, um, I think he was in the B and then, uh, kind of the feel good story really of the, of the weekend was independent buggy. Yeah. Joe Schnoe's taking the win, mm -hmm. um, qualified third ended up taking the win. He's hadn't had a good, a good win like that in a long time. Yeah. So that's, that's great. Yeah. And he kind of took a break. Maybe that helps sometimes he took a little bit. He didn't come to any of the triple scoop runs, you know? So yeah. sometimes you need that. You need to get away for a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Rush Johnson uh, was your TQ, finished second. Jake Poteet from the bump. He uh, um, got second in the B and 
was your eighth qualifier and raced all the way up to third. Cody Mosier was fourth. Cody's got some sweet looking bodies now, um, purple and gold. It's really cool looking. Uh, Daniel Bender though, in this one was weird. He, uh, um, he qualified second and just started hitting stuff. I don't know if the nerves got to him or, or what, but, uh, ended up fifth. TJ Williams was sixth. So the two, the two kids we got, you know, coming up, getting a little bit quicker. And then Janet Peevler was seventh and, uh, Easton Mosier was eighth. And, uh, once again, the, uh, the graph looks like a Jackson Pollock painting again. <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of movement in this race. To be honest with you, I don't remember a lot of it because I was still stewing about the 40-plus race. I, I kind of woke up there at the end. Like like uh, like a minute and a half left to go, I started getting into the actual race that was going on. I felt kind of bad. Mm-hmm. So. And that's it. Let's crash in. Carpet is done. Over. Kaput. We still race carpet on Tuesdays with minis, though. Oh, we got to talk about the mini melee real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, talk about yeah. it. Okay, so... We had 13 entries, dude. And I got a video. I got them posted to YouTube. It is one of the fun. That was one of the funnest races I've been in in a while, even though I only lasted one lap. (laughs) And Emerson was going to win it. And he rolled it at the end of the straightaway. And so, uh, uh, so I, I got a, I got a lead right away. I was like, I was like, I just let the computer put us in there so i started like fifth or sixth or something and just as you would think a start of minis with all these different skill levels and all these different cars it was just like like roaches scattering and mm-hmm. uh, um i ended up in the lead and then i came around the uh the putin puncher <laughs> so we took a picture of we, we printed off a picture of putin uh-huh. and we put him and we put him on the trash can and uh, he got ran into a lot it was great um i crashed there first lap in it's pretty terrible. I was just hugging it too close. And so then Emerson came around and uh, he passed uh, Brett, uh, one of the guys, I believe, from Wisconsin. And uh, um, so he was pulling away and then he went too fast in the end of straightaway and he crashed and he ended up on his lid. And then uh, um, Connor Hausch ended up winning it. So $25 gift card for Connor. No, that's cool. Yeah. It's great. I think, Kate, I think uh, Carson Sanders, I think, got second. Which is hilarious. <laughs> like, he just, he just kind of like, kind of like his dad. He just minded his own business out there, tried to stay out of trouble, and ended up second. So it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was giving it to Emerson because Emerson was talking so much shit earlier in the <laughs> day about minis, and and uh, I was up there. I'm like, oh man, he's gonna win another one. He's gonna rub it in, and then he crashed. And I was, I was like, ha! Ah. I was like rubbing it in. It was great. All right, uh, that was quick. You want to do a? We'll do a pivot break. And uh, by the way, did you know that this is sponsored by Pivot Landing Group? Yeah, I did. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention that uh, it is. And if you get a hold of Don Zoller or Aiden Nelson's dad at pivotlending.com, um, mention our show, get five hundred dollar lender credit or point one two five off your interest rate. Let's listen to some pivot for a little bit, and then we'll get to the comments and try to find something to talk about. And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. Hi, this is David Olson with 
Pivot Lending Group. And today we want to talk about the Lock and Shop program that we brought back to you guys in May. And it's important today because interest rates are on the rise. The Fed has determined that they are going to potentially raise interest rates at least two to three times this coming year. And within the dynamics of our industry, we have quantitative easing that's going to be pulled back. So currently, the Treasury has conservatorship over Fannie Mae, and they are purchasing in, in the mortgage world, mortgage-backed securities at a certain rate, a pretty fast rate. And that purchase program has really helped to create a market for mortgage-backed securities over the last probably decade and has been uh, one of the big catalysts for driving interest rates down. And it's been announced that not only are they looking to raise interest rates, they're looking to pull back on the purchasing of mortgages, which means that it will be more driven, rates will be driven by the private sector. And inevitably, that means the rate of return that a private investor is going to want over the government right now is going to be substantially higher. In addition to the quantitative easing being restricted or being pulled back, we also have inflation. And so inflation now, decade over decade, we're seeing inflation move out of that transitory conversation and actually hit the kitchen table economics as far as gas, bread, butter. And with inflation comes higher interest rates, higher returns on everything across the the financial industry. So between the inflationary environment the quantitative easing environment, and then uh, the rates in conjunction with the inflation, we're going to be in a different world altogether as far as rates this time next year. So why am I talking about the shop and lock program? It allows you to lock in as we see rates moving up dramatically month over month this coming year and even into 2023. You're going to have the ability for $500 to come into our office, complete an application, get pre-approved, and then lock your interest rate, even without finding a home yet. And you'll have 60 days, so two months, to find a home. Once you find a home, you have 30 days to close on that home. So for $500, we're going to basically give you 90 days to secure that interest rate. We guarantee that we'll close it within 30 days if you can guarantee you can find the home within 60 days. Once we close or during that closing process, we will give you a lender credit for the $500. We'll take that $500 off of your closing costs so that it doesn't cost you anything out of pocket to lock that interest rate, use that program. If you do not find anything outside of that period, then there's the $500 charge. Now, that being said, some people are going to say, well, in this market, you can't find a house in 60 days. You'll be surprised how many houses, uh, what the inventory starts to look like here over the next 12 months. Uh, With rates going up, the purchasing power is going to go down, and you're going to see people that are sliding outside of those uh, debt ratio parameters or just not qualifying uh, within a higher rate environment. And so there are going to be fewer buyers, and that's going to allow you more time to look at the inventory that's out there. So the positive of a higher rate environment and all the things we're talking about, as well as the shop and lock program, does benefit the folks out there that have been out of the market and unable to find anything or put cash down, 
be that cash buyer. So we're excited to see the opportunities will be growing for that sector of the consumer market here in 2022. So uh, Shop and Lock program is fantastic for you guys. Let me know if I can help. Give me a call, 402-881-5951. Shoot me a text. Just make sure that you put your name on there. And the best way to reach you, whether it's via text or email, and we'll talk to you guys soon. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. The year of pivoting. <laughs> That's funny. It is funny. I just feel like he's going to use that 250 to buy Kanye West's new album. Ooh. The Donde 2. It's got to be put to better use than that. I'm surprised they don't give you like a 250 credit for downloading that. Like <laughs> <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> Super Chat. Uh, Peter Renault, $5 super chat. Oh. So as they say in Canada, peace out. Is a steering plate and a steering block arm the same thing? Setup sheet doesn't match the instructions. Yeah, I would. I, well. Is he talking about the little carbon fiber Yeah, steering like, arm? Are they calling that a steering plate? Yeah, so they call it a steering block arm. So, And that would be your steering plate. Okay. It's not the metal thing that goes the the Ackerman arm. Drag link? Nah. Just making sure. Nah. So there you go, Peter. Uh yeah, same thing. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Let's look at the chat. Let's see. Jackson Anderson says, uh, yep, Alex found another way to TQ and lose. Uh, when is the TCS race? It is March 25th, 26th, 27th. Cause I'm going to be gone that weekend. Cause I was hired to run the, uh, field of dreams at need for speed RC in garden city, Kansas. Fish so I'm going to go be the announcer for that race. I'll be gone Friday and Saturday. Nice. Kind of worked out. Cause then I don't, I don't feel bad about leaving because I'm not running the races that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane B. Hobby says that he's got a stash of NOS, that NOS drink. Uh, Jackson Anderson says RC8B price tag. Can't wait to get my hands on one. Car looks very promising. What'd you think of that release? We didn't talk about that from the Nitro Challenge. Yeah, uh, I thought the new car looked good. Um, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be better once they get more time on it. You know, because, I mean, they pretty much, my understanding is they had that car a month ahead of time. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the e-buggy splitting batteries up again? I think it's cool. I kind of like it, actually. The thing that I like about it is, okay, so somebody that's never raced 8-scale before that races electric 10-scale, it's safe to say they have two shorty packs. So they could use their two shorty packs and get into 8-scale racing, like, I don't know, $200 cheaper to not have to buy another 8-scale battery. Yeah. I thought it was cool. You don't think it's going to be hard on the batteries with that extra wiring or anything like that with the heat? No. Tebow's been running saddle packs forever. Or not saddle packs, but two shorties. Two shorties. Together like that. I've run it like that. I don't know how many times. I've run it that that way for like a year at one point. So 
Yeah, like when we ran electric or when I won uh, the techno eight, or the techno series. I can't see what year, but when I won that e buggy, that's what I ran. It was two shorty packs because they didn't have like the the shorty four cell yet. So and you can run it both ways. You can run it with a with a regular like uh, short or the shorty brick pack, or you can run it with saddle packs. Right. And it comes with the stuff in the kit to do that. Oh, okay. So. What do you think about those little flare things in the front arms? Extra aerodynamic. Oh, it looks cool. Yeah. It looks. You think that's going to be Ifmar legal? Why wouldn't it be? I don't. I don't think Ifmar lets you do that. Oh, I, don't know. I think they have a rule again. I think that's why they're 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 screwed on because you you can take them off. No, oh, maybe uh, then they'll price unscrew them for an Ifmar, right? Yeah, the Americans don't care. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. The, the car just look, looks really thought out. I like the body. Know? I like the body yeah, a lot. Body, actually, body looks cool. An in-house aerodynamic body made specifically for the car. So I like it. What'd you think of uh, Mayfield having those Protec engines? Oh yeah, his own Protec. His engine. own Protec engine. I kind of thought that was going to happen with him running the Protec engines pretty much all year anyway. You know, since the whole thing happened with. Uh, mx so like since that that happened it, you know we need a new engine well he's like the only pro driver that doesn't have their own edition of an engine and he's the guy winning all the races so he should have his own engine edition yeah and why not why not uh, a u.s brand that's selling engines should i back order one you think from protech why not well we don't really it's OS we don't, based. i know but we don't sell engines that much i i, I got two ultimate engines in and nobody's even asked about yeah it. Engine sales are hard. I've had a samurai up there too, and it, it's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So maybe if it, maybe if the samurai sells, replace it with that. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I should get one for myself. If it's good enough for Ryan. Yeah, I'd run it. Ben Humphrey wants to know: Are any of you guys going to the U.S. Buggy Champs? Unfortunately, I'm not. No, the the trackside race this year. Yeah, the spring I'm not. one. So we're both going to the INS race in Virginia. And that's where my saved up money is going. So I can't go to all these races anymore like I used to. A, because my dad I, my dad used to give me hotel points. Mm-hmm. So traveling was pretty cheap back when my dad was not retired. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen anymore. So now I actually have to pay for hotels. So I usually go to one or two if it's not at the Plex. So. Yeah. Tom Smith wanted to go to the INS race, uh, all three INS races. And I'm like, and he asked me if I wanted to go. So I'm like, well, yeah, let's try to do it. Mm-hmm. And we got Will coming along too. Yeah. I'm going to at least run the one in Virginia. It'd be cool to run three of them. Yeah, it would. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. I, I would like to go to that race sometime. It's just the timing kind of sucks for me because that week that that race is usually going on, I'm starting the track build for the 10 scale stuff at the Plex. Mm -hmm. Basically every year we got to do like a complete track build, tear down, clean, rebuild something. This year we're rebuilding the tractor corral, the whole thing. So, I mean, it just, the timing for me just stinks. It's not my favorite thing. That's why I haven't been able to go. Aiden Pesh's dad says, nice job running the race this weekend. Sorry, my kid beat up your coping. So bad. (laughs) Aiden, Aiden turned into the the 180 where I got screwed in the in the main. 
a couple a couple t- early a couple times and just obliterated the pipe. <laughs> so, bam. That's okay. I mean, that's what they're for. They're, you know. Um. Uh. Jackson's on here a lot, so I'm just gonna pick a couple of them. He said uh, the track looked brutal. Not sure which was worse, that track or the sick track. Um. I didn't think I didn't think the Nitro Challenge track looked that bad. I, I'm sure the holes were huge, but it it still allowed them to race. It can't be as bad as the 16 FMR Worlds, or or the the I think the worst one is that I've seen was the Silver, Silver State. State from two years yeah. ago, where the whole you're, the whole time the cars are just doing this the whole time. You can't even they can't mm-hmm. even really race. At least yeah. with this one, they could find lines and they could race if they if they if they were close enough. Yeah. Like, didn't they, like, the 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 Vegas Worlds, they had a thing where, like, they couldn't water, something like that? Well, I can't remember what it was, but it made the made, it, made the track blow out. Like, there was holes so big, your car was, like, two cars deep into yeah. the holes. Um, They watered at the Worlds in back then. I know, but it had something to do, like, they couldn't water so much. I yeah, thought, there was a... The, I can't remember what it was. They had to... I remember they... Didn't they have to split it in half? Like, they watered one half one time and one half the other race or something like that? To yeah. try to Because they had to keep the dust down because of the airport. Right. Yeah. But the 16... The 16 Worlds blew out, but it blew out in kind of a racy way. I thought. Like, you could still... Those guys could still drive hard on it, but some of the holes turned into jumps. Yeah, you know, I, suppose. I don't know. I didn't think it was terrible. The the one part of that track that would I know would have screwed me up big time if I remember right was the uh, the concrete part, the mm-hmm. bricks where the yeah. edge is, and that got all blown out. Mm-hmm. I would have crashed there so many times. Right, I suck at that sort of stuff. Jackson says uh, pillow balls are the dominant top three. Yep. Riley says, how about aging? The track is showing some age. That's a good one. Yeah. That's what you can say about our track because it does. Yeah. You can tell when it's, when it's older. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody says, I like how the Plex does track repairs during races. If it happens during a race, you wait until after that entire class is done. That's true. Mm-hmm. That way, that way there's no advantage. If the tape is coming up or if a, if a jump is broke or something like that, and it was broke during that race, then you got to, you got to wait until it's all done. So nobody right. gets an advantage. That's why I don't mind doing track repairs for like, like our big races out on the dirt. I, I don't mind doing track repairs in between qualifiers. So like if you or rounds, I should say, because we're doing call points. So it doesn't matter anyway. So if, a, if, if something gets chunked out or broke or, or, or really messed up, you can go out there in between the round, fix it. Cause everybody starts off, flat again anyways and then after qualifying you do the same thing go out there and walk the track and and see if something screwed up and then fix it for the mains you know that's why i wish that some of these roar races that like the 17 nats that i announced i i really wish i really wish that as a team we could have gone out there and fixed some of the jumps i think that would have made the racing on main day better Right, but everybody's so scared, or so they're so scared to do something about it if if something is messed up because they're afraid that a they're gonna break some rule, some non-existent rule that says you can't do that, or b they're gonna make some pro driver mad, you know, and then they'll go online and 
and talk about it, you know. I think that's why it's hard for, for that to happen at a race like that. But I, I'm I don't know. I felt like if I was running that race I would have I would have at least tried to repair some stuff for the next the next day. But you never know. I mean Roar the team that was there might not might not have let him. Uh someone remind me to deliver Will his pogs on Saturday. <laughs> That's Margie. Oh, yeah. Peter says that he spent the whole weekend watching the dirt races while converting his T62 to carpet and it's not going well. Why is it not going well? Yeah, why not? There's not much to do to a truck for carpet. I pretty much ran mine with a dirt setup on it minus a gear diff. Kind of sucks like like with the trucks this year. We've only had a handful of them and I loved I actually really enjoyed racing truck last year. Yeah, I thought it was fun. My, I love racing truck. Pesh says uh, Braden is also from Sioux City. So there you go. Oh, the winner of okay. uh, Plexpec, also from Sioux City. So I hope he had fun. Cool, yeah. I mean, he won, so mm-hmm. got to be fun somewhere. Uh, Steve RC says, at least I muted the YouTube to discuss the race. <laughs> That's funny. I, Emerson actually did that. Emerson's uh, very conscious of of what other people hear. He doesn't like when I have like my music loud. Like yeah. today I was cleaning my truck and I had all my doors open and I was playing my music and I had it loud cause it's, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. You know, yeah. it's not like I was playing, you know, two live crew or something. I was playing just good old fashioned rock music. And he, he got home from school. And the first thing he did is he went and he turned, turned my radio off and he's like, oh, the neighbors can hear. And I'm like, so it's four o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like they let their dogs bark behind our house, like nonstop starting at 7 a.m. in the morning. Like who cares about a little Alice in Chains at four o'clock? Yeah. <sighs> Mark S. wants to know how the kickstart supply is holding up and uh, it's holding up good. Thanks to Nick and, uh, and, and um, not Travis Clancy, uh, uh, Conrad, Jake Conrad. Sorry. I keep screwing that up between those guys. But uh, Jake Conrad brought me a whole bunch and then uh, Nick brought me more and I owe them like big time. So yeah, Casey still doesn't have no, there's not a single gas station within, within like a five mile radius of my house that has any orange kickstart at all. And Hy-Vee's out, Walmart's out. I don't know what's going on. So just gonna have to rely on my crack dealers again. Um, Steve says he's excited for dirt. Um, then he says, Alex is looking for something he can drive off road, park, grass, weeds, whatever, anything on the reset sale. He thinks he wants the success Creighton. The success Creighton will be on the inventory reset sale. So should be about a hundred bucks off. And then arm has got their own deal going on. And, uh, what stinks about that is like, um, our prices will be cheaper on most of it. So it's not really gonna matter. And then, um, they got that super sale. So a couple of things that I was going to put on the sale, I'm not because like the drag car, the 69 Camaro drag car that they have, mm-hmm. they, they got a coupon for $75 off of that thing. Hmm. And that was one of the things that we were going to throw on the sale. So we'll just, we'll just use their coupon. So we got a lot going on this weekend. So I did have somebody come in, uh, what was it? Thursday that, uh, heard that we were closing and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, why would we, why would we announce that we're changing owners if we're closing? I'm like, okay. that makes no sense. 
So I was like, absolutely not. We're not closing, dude. I'm like, we just have a lot of stuff left over from the Christmas buyout. We don't want any of it, you know? So that's all. And, and honestly, the only reason, one of the only reasons why we're doing this sale this weekend is we, we had to announce somehow that we had a new owner, but we didn't want to make it. So like we had to make it special. We had to make something neat and fun and kind of outrageous. So that's, that's why we're going to have some, some pretty big blowout prices, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jackson says he needs to get his two wheel drive ready to smack will on Saturday. Yeah. Speaking of talking a bunch of crap, Jackson talks a lot of crap. Yeah, he does. Almost to the point of it being annoying. Yeah, he should knock it off. Yeah, he should be quiet a little bit. He needs to mm-hmm. simmer down, especially when he gets beat by us. Mm-hmm. You know? I am I mean, I know I'm running 40 plus at, the, at most of our races we're having this year, but uh, still. Uh, let's see. Um, ben Dinger wants to know, he just became a Patreon member, by the way. Yeah! One of our newest oh, Patreon really? members, yep. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what time does everything start on Saturday? Uh, so the doors open at 10. We start racing at 1.30. How long do you think till a new AE Truggy? I mean, you would think it would come know. pretty soon after um, a buggy is announced, usually a couple months at least. Yeah. Maybe longer. Truggies are weird because I, I, I bet you the sales aren't quite there. Don't you think? They probably don't sell as well as buggies. Unless it's the techno truck, because everybody is waiting for the techno truggy. I don't think it would sell as well. Like, buggy's kind of where it's at for eight scale. Yeah, you can't. It's almost like you bring the truck along just so you get more track time. Yeah, it's all about right. the track time. It, it would be a secondary class for me. Yeah, load it up and run it. Um, They've been using ProTech carbon fiber upper arm wings for a while. And he's assuming that's why they made it that way. He's talking about the upper arm. Yeah. Aerodynamic package there. Um, Tommy, I mean, it, it looks it looks cool. I've never driven a car with him on it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy's on here. Tom Smith. Oh, hey, Tommy. Um, just started working for Hobbytown again for us. It was nice having him there Sunday. Another person to rely on that knows what they're talking about. So that was always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, RC Carson and Adventures says, uh, nice job this weekend at the races. I think that that's Mike. And uh, Jackson wants to know what the track changes are for the last run of Techno Series. Um, I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to wait and see. Um, we'll see how much time I can do. I got to announce to everybody that we're not going to be doing next Tuesday's races because I'm going to be working on the track. Um, let's see. Uh, Jackson says Taco Bell has kickstart still, you know, actually kickstart from the fountain is pretty good. I got to say, uh, Tom Rinnernecht's on here. Holy crap. Oh, hey, Tom. Tom Rinnernecht. Hey buddy. Excellent. I miss Tom. Except on club race days. Yeah. Cause then I can finish higher. Got to get that. Uh, Got to get that mention in the in the J Concepts blog every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Pesh says, uh, "Don't forget to give that body to a kid who's starting out." I actually found a perfect person to give that body to. It's uh, Isabella McMullen. Oh, okay. So it's nice. it's waiting for her. 
she's a plex becker with a low c car so she'll get it there you go yep okay so i know i've said this before and before we go i just want to say that we had a dinner with the previous owner of the hobbyplex last night it was our annual christmas dinner and i mentioned to him hey podcast i gotta get you in here so we can we can you know discuss some stuff so um he told me that he's he's a man of his word and he's gonna find time for us to get in here so our patreon our patreon members hold tight you're gonna hear from the previous owner um that'll be a patreon exclusive um at least for a while i probably will open it up eventually but uh um and then also um the new owner we talked about it last night too and uh he's aware that mondays are kind of the day when my sister's got the studio kind of available a little earlier so um again the new owner and the previous owner have both agreed to come on here i know i've been saying that for a while but um they're both really busy guys yeah the previous owner eh, not so much anymore but um either way uh, so they will be on we're going to have that be a patreon exclusive um and then uh um and then we'll figure it out from there so um so hang in there i know that i've said that for a while but i'm i'm being real honest with you and then i was starting to think about um people that we can have on for 2022 and i've got a little list and i've just got to contact them so we'll try to mix it up here pretty soon the funny thing is is like you hear the other podcasts out there and they get people on their podcast a lot and which is pretty cool and to be honest with yeah. you i'm not that cool like i've never been cool ever so not me either so it's like trying to get you know trying to get people cold like a cold call hey you want to be on the hobby plex show podcast and they'd be like oh i didn't even know that that was a thing yeah you know it's like <laughs> uh, okay so <laughs> so i don't know it's just weird for me to ask people so but I'm going to do my best to try to try to mix it up here a little bit. So that being said, I would like to uh, recognize our Patreon members. We haven't done this on the podcast before, but uh, Nick Nuthouse, Peter Renault, Jason Haley, Stephen Eichler, uh, Chris Nelson, Ben Huffstedler, Will Larson, and Ben Dinger. Those are our two newest ones. So nice. I appreciate it a lot. And uh, yeah. it's growing, you know, every little bit. And uh, with with Patreon stuff, I've I've I finally put on a behind the scenes video. I learned how to I figured out how to do it. That was part of it. So the next uh, the next video that I edit with my good camera, you know, we'll have some outtakes and stuff, or we'll try to figure something else to put on there that's also exclusive, so I can keep that going as well. So yeah, so carpet's over. So on to the next one. We got the Techno Series finals in two weeks, and then after that, um, it's on to the Pro Tech race. And our kind of standard summer schedule. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to go back and forth from work to the track with the Honda Navi. There you go. It's going to be awesome. I've had a weird couple of weeks of RC car racing. I'm, I might not race Saturday. Yeah. I, uh, I'd i like to have my stadium truck done to race on Saturday. I don't know. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. I'm going to focus on work this week. Yeah. Get that, get that gaming section up and uh, get the sales stuff all ready to go and and then uh, officially kind of make us kind of number one in everything. That's my there goal. you go. So. Yeah, you have games. You'd be like the most well-rounded hobby town. Yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, guys, this uh, this show brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find it at pivotlending.com. Make sure that you uh, uh, mention us when you uh, do a home loan or refinance with them. 
Don Zoller, Aiden Olson's dad, pick one. Uh, we think it's funny. If you call Aiden Olson's dad up and ask for Aiden Olson's dad, they've been our sponsor of our show for a while now and we love it. So with that, I'm ready to go. See you guys. Bye.